Oh my god! 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 Oh jeez, dude, we are two and zero in the World Series. This is nuts. Yeah, uh, not expected. It was not. But. <sighs> I mean, I said last night I'd have been happy with one of two out of Houston. I think that's you know not unreasonable. Try to try to take one of two to to maybe not get an advantage, but at least not be at a disadvantage coming back home in the series. But dude, they are up two and zero, oh, and they're coming back home, and they've gotten they, they've already seen the two better pitchers for Houston, and they've taken the games from them. This is crazy, and tonight was ridiculous. Final score was what? <laughs> uh, I laugh because of it's nuts to say, but it was twelve to three. Twelve to three, and it was what like a nine. It was what a nine. It, it, sorry, it was what six runs in the uh, in the seventh. Six runs in the seventh, three in the eighth, one in the ninth. It's the first World Series game where home runs been hit in the seventh, the eighth, and the ninth inning. Oh my gosh, dude! This and, and by different guys up and down the lineup, not even yeah. by the same guys. That's what <clears> makes <throat> it crazier, dude. This team, I have a feeling this team could do it. Well, slow down their hard charge. No, no, no. I'm not saying they're going to do it tomorrow. I'm saying well, I they can't this, do it tomorrow. This, this team could. Oh my gosh, dude! They could honestly, maybe make a run on this. Yeah, there is that potential. Um, they're they're talk... playing sick baseball right now. Yeah, um, I mean, John Smoltz made a note of saying he knows that feeling from the plane ride back from New York, which I didn't know, and I was going to look into it, but I was going to check and see if they won their first two games in New York or in Atlanta, and they won them in New York. They won the two games in New York in 96? 96, yeah. 96. They won the two in New York. They went back to Atlanta. Uh, New York took three. Four straight. And won game six. Yep. Back in New York. Yep. Yeah, I remember that series. That was brutal. Oh, that was yeah. A, that was it's... a brutal, brutal series. Yeah. Um, I mean. Well, obviously... look, let's, let's be honest. The, the Nats – I think same as Houston showed their weakness when it comes to their bullpen, because what did they do tonight? Davey, at least with, with a lead that big, the benefit was he could put in his, I'm just going to say his B and C rated. Relievers. Yeah. I looked and I was like, who are these guys? Exactly. I have exactly. Seen these them. are the guys he's had hit in the back to say, sit down and pay attention. <laughs> because, <laughs> because these are the guys that, that all season long were just like, Oh my God, no! Yeah, I mean, <laughs> what? Javi Guerra, Javi Guerra, Rodney's okay. He, yeah, he's okay. I mean, he's a he's tenured, so yeah. he's he's done a lot. But you know that he you're gonna get you're control. gonna get more than an inning out of him. Honestly. Yeah, yeah. But um, but th- I think the fact of the matter was he's like, listen, I want to be able to have the option of maybe pitching Corbin if I need to. So he didn't want to put him in. I want to have the option for a fresh uh, Hudson and a fresh Doolittle if I need them. So yeah. the fact the fact that of all people, Kurt Suzuki hits a solo shot in the seventh to make it three two to break the tie that yeah. had been there all game long because the the first 
four runs came in all in the first inning. First inning. And then Verlander and Strasburg just shut it down and, and everybody was doing what they were supposed to do. And it was a killer pitcher's duel the rest of the way. And then the seven shows up. They send out Verlander again. Um, and, and, you know, I don't fault them for that at all. You know, if you no. look at the stat lines, Strasburg and Verlander had the same game. Exactly. Well, and, the, and both of them had okay stuff. I'm not going to say they were lights out. I, you know, unlike in the NLCS when Strasburg had like, what was it, 12 strikeouts in six Yeah, games? I mean, they had seven strikeouts, six strikeouts. They yeah. roughly threw 110-ish pitches. Their ratio was about the same ball I think strikes. the diagram they threw up showed like, hey, here's where the balls are going. It was like none of the balls were going 200 feet. They were just forcing guys to hit weak. Yeah, I mean, stuff. at one point I was like, you know, Robles hasn't done anything today. It's what it felt yep. like. Uh, even yep. just the outs, um, you know, they were all infield or little pop flies or, I mean, just kind of. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But, dude, when Suzuki comes up, he hits a solo shot, and then the dam just broke wide open. And it was suddenly a guy here has a hit, and the next guy has a hit, the next guy has a double. Then suddenly the bases are loaded, and then and this and then like you know true to form with with uh, runners on base, they just go nuts. And I mean, I, that crowd looked gobsmacked, just utterly and completely gobsmacked. There was a great <laughs> image of I think it was uh, I forget who they put in after Verlander, but somebody's got the baseball. And they're walking, you know, to another position. So the the camera's following them. And in the background, you see this this girl who's in the front row, and she her just mouth is just wide open, just in shock at uh, what's gone down and just how fast it had steamrolled. And you you could just look at the players, you could look at the crowd, and the whole place was just completely yeah. They gave the ball you know, to Presley. Dead. Yeah, it was it was just it was done. And uh, to then couple that with then a three-run eighth after that. And then, you know, um, Michael Taylor comes in in the ninth and just for good measure decides, hey, I'm going to get one of my own. Boop. And uh, hit the solo shot then. I mean, it was literally just – it was like kicking them while they're down. Um, but, you know, there was a great phrase – that I heard Pedro Martinez of all people call it um, during the NLCS when they were uh, doing the the game commentary on TBS. Mm -hmm. And he referred to it as these are the championship innings. These are the, these are the innings where you either make or break it. And I'm back in the day when the, you know, when the Yankees were, were the Yankees with Jeter and A-Rod and Paul O'Neill and Mariano Rivera and all those guys, that was when they did their damage was in the seventh, eighth and ninth innings when you had to put in your relievers, things get crazy and, you know, people aren't paying attention and they just used those entire championships were either made or broken in the seventh, eighth and ninth innings. It's like, it's like late game free throws in basketball, you know, who's going to, who's going to come through when it really matters. And um, holy cow, it's been awesome to see the Nats just pour it on late inning um in late inning at bats and really just try to capitalize on the opportunities when they come up and man it is it tonight was fun it was so fun to see so many guys in the lineup just wake up and see 
that, hey, we can hit a guy like Verlander. We can hit um, these other guys. If we just bide our time and we play, play ball the way like we know we can, we can crank this up and we can come out of here with a win. Yeah, um, man. This is fantastic. And I'm really, really hoping um, – I'm, I'm hoping that Sanchez has a great game three. He was fantastic in the NLCS, um, pitching a no-hitter, I think, during the time that he was in the game. Um, I think he ended up with a one-hitter by the time it was all said and done. Um, yeah. But, but uh, he went he had seven a, before a hit or something yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah. But – he was awesome and just set this incredible tone. I feel like the Nats are swinging the bat well. They've already seen, I think, what's going to be the worst of the pitching. So it's going to boil down to just executing when the situ- situation arises. I don't know that the Astros are going to pitch a whole hell of a lot more to Juan Soto. <laughs> I just don't know that they're going to that they're going to take the chance on that. Um, but if guys in the rest of the lineup are also hitting, it's going to make it really, really tough to just put him on base and uh, and hope for the best. Yeah. So this is going to be interesting once it all comes back to D.C. I think Friday night is going to be nuts. I think that crowd is going to be on fire. And uh, hopefully the guys can keep the excitement in check and just play good baseball and uh, – We'll see what happens. I mean, I, I think I think the Astros are a little bit in – last night I think they were kind of like, okay, eh, you know, we're fine. But I think tonight I, they were just – they were lifeless um, when it was all said and done. And um, I, I I think they're going to come back, back against the wall. They're going to come back ready to swing hard. So um, who knows what happens on Friday. But I, I think this is going to be – interesting (laughs) it's gonna get really interesting really fast yeah interesting to say the least um so yeah you just went through everything that's fine all right let's go i mean i mean dude i am i know you are jacked you are i mean up to nothing it's great (laughs) so let's go back a little bit that inning this the seventh inning we got the home run by suzuki then Mm -hmm. um, what what unraveled it was the walk right after it to yep. Robles who yep. hasn't really done anything mm-hmm. um, working that count. Then mm-hmm. you had the um, what Trey Turner did a walk. Yeah. It takes, it takes you back to the top. Then there the was order, a sack so fly Trey Turner. Yep. Or the sack bunt. I'm sorry. Sack bunt by Adam by Eaton. Eaton. Yep. And then there was uh, the fly ball. Uh, and then they, scored Soto Soto hit a single then we had Kendrick with a single then we had Cabrera with a single then we had Mm. Zimmerman with a single yep and you know it was that's single 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 and just funny that yesterday we were talking about what bunting yep and Kurt Suzuki yep who actually was my MVP of the game (laughs) <laughs> well defensively yeah he was blocking all that kind of garbage from i Scherzer. was like but tonight holy crap man you this got m- a single his- in your first at bat and then you hit a friggin' home run to start off the biggest rally 
it, for the Nats. In well, the did I read it? Did I see it right that this was his first hit in 32 at bats? Um, I didn't see the 32. I I heard in an interview with Tom Verducci afterwards where he said something about his 45 at bats versus Verlander. Um, but maybe it had been that many since he'd gotten a hit. I wouldn't doubt it. I mean, they were talking about how bad uh, Zimmerman's been against him, like since they played each other in college or something. But then Zimmerman yeah, go got backwards. that little hit where Verlander tried throwing it off of his leg. Um, <laughs> so, but yeah, my, my MVP for tonight was Suzuki. He called an amazing game behind the plate. He contributed with the bat which I was complaining about uh, yesterday because he has a, he had a sub 100 batting average and, you know, he, he contributed above and beyond what you were expecting. And who's your grinder for tonight? Adam Eaton. Adam Eaton. I mean, I could go with the battery and you could say Strasburg, but, I think Adam Eaton, he got that. Uh, he scored in the first inning. He had the single after Trey Turner led off with the walk. He scored off of Rendon's double. Um, and then he had the sack bunt, which was perfect down the line to move the two runners into scoring position. Yeah. Um, and then he hit that just bomb home run in the, the eighth, which was no doubt out of the park as soon as he hit it. Yeah, so I think um, for me, for the Nats, I think the MVP for me is going to be Rendon because he set the tone early. Um, first inning, capitalizing, getting a two-run double right out the gate. That's what an MVP is supposed to do in the postseason if they're, you know, if they're on top of their game. And I think that, um, especially against a guy like Verlander, that really sets the table for everybody else to say, Hey guys, this can be done. Yeah. Like this can be done. Bide your time, play it smart and it's going to happen. And sure enough, um, you know, when, when Suzuki hit that one shot and it was over, um, Holy cow. They just went nuts. Um, the remainder of the game. So that's, he's going to be my MVP on that one. As far as my grinder, um, I'm going to have to give it to Cabrera. I feel like he was a guy who could have easily had a rough night. Very akin. Well, I'm going to say very akin to how Kendrick was doing in the series against LA. Right. Um, In that, you know, you have a couple fielding myths, you have a couple, you know, botched at bats, kind of having a little bit of an off night. And then sure enough, uh, late in that six run inning, um, he capitalizes. He gets on base. Yeah, he clocked um, that ball up the middle. Yeah, he he just he hits it timely, and you know a guy who's otherwise been an easy out, um, you know all game, suddenly is is helping to keep things moving and is getting the momentum going. They're flashing the baby shark from second base, like you know. Yeah, he struck out the first three at bats. Yeah, so I'm gonna I'm gonna call him the grinder. For today, I think I, I yeah, think it's gonna be interesting one. when they that was a good one. when they come when they come back to uh, DC. It'll be interesting to see if they play 
Kendrick in the field um, at second and move some people around, or if they keep Eaton in the lineup. Um, Why are you what they, saying Eaton? Or you think know, they not, could? You think they would move Eaton out, put Kendrick in the outfield, and Cabrera at second? Maybe. I don't know. I don't know how they want to work that. I, I, know I mean, Kendrick play will play anywhere. Spots. Yeah. So I, I don't know. It's going to be interesting. Or whether they, they, or whether they do like they did when Robles was hurt and put somebody else in center. Um, well, they like have Taylor. Turner. They have Taylor. They have, they have, uh, yeah, they got Soto they can put out there. They got Eaton they can put out there. They got Taylor. They got, you know, they got bodies that they can throw in there. So it'll, it'll be interesting to see how they work it when all of a sudden the DH goes away um, and what they want to do. But holy cow, dude, I I am hardcore kind of man crushing on Davey Martinez and his style <laughs> in the postseason because th- this guy from, from when I started really watching the Nats the last few months of the season and especially during the postseason – this guy has been so just laid back and chill. There's mm-hmm. no there's no panic from him. And you just get the sense that like there's the game plan. Everybody knows what the game plan is. Everybody knows what we're trying to do. We're just going to work against it. We're going to do the best we can. And if we do everything right, it's going to take care of itself. And I just kind of feel like that ball club has bought into whatever the heck the game plan is that he's told them and that they're just saying, all right, let's go do it. And they're just going, they're playing ball. He's not panicking when I, when I, his starters are getting guys on base, he's saying, Hey, you know what you need to do? You need to grind through. You need to get it out. I thought it was fantastic. Even in the, even in the serious against St. Louis, the only time he went out prematurely to a starter to calm him down or whatever was when he thought, Strasburg tweaked his uh, his leg late in the game mm-hmm. on a pitch, and Strasburg totally gave him the look like, if you're not taking me out, get your ass back into the dugout. And, and, and you know, and then what did he do? He, he got he got two more outs, or maybe it was one yeah, more or whatever. Yeah, yeah. But he gets out of the inning, and it's like, oh, dude, everything was fine. And then they uh, they go on and they win the game. So I, I I feel like they're executing the plan that he has put in place. Um, I think he had absolutely zero intention of pitching Hudson or Doolittle if he didn't have to. I think he had um, zero intention of going to his bullpen early if he didn't have to. And the fact that that they've just – I hate to say they've made it easy for him, but um, the fact that they mm-hmm. haven't had to really put him into these heavy, heavy um, spots has been very, very cool to see. They're playing good fundamental ball, um, and they're just trying to keep the pressure on all the time, and I love that he's letting them be aggressive early in the game. I, I, I've always hated when teams come out first part of the game and they're just kind of standing there at the plate waiting to see what a guy's going to throw. It's like, no, swing the pad, oh, dude. Yeah, like the whole, like, we're going to do the first time through and see what you've got. Oh, I've always thought that was such horseshit. Yeah, no, they um, were actually complimenting Soto on his – first two at bats in the past two games where yeah strike out or strike out and then ground out i think and then comes back homer and a double yep makes the adjustment yeah like like apparently he even had a whole other batting stance 
that he started with against Verlander because I guess he did whatever homework and thought, hey, maybe I ought to adjust this to get around on him. And then when that didn't work, he went back to what was working yesterday and then he homers off of him. Like, <laughs> like, like that, that's, those are little details that I would never, ever pick up on. And that's awesome. Like whatever, whatever is going on with this organization, it's a nice mix. It's a nice thing to see. The coaches have chemistry. The players have chemistry and, um, it's nice to to see that this this is going so well. Yeah, um, it's it's just nuts, you know. You're like the even when they were up, and it's twelve three after that home run. You're like still. It's like one of the good parts of baseball. It stressful parts but good parts is that all you have is outs it's not a time limit it's just outs Mm -hmm. so who the hell knows what's going to happen this little bloop this little thing you let one person on it can kill you the steve bartman moment in the outfield (laughs) you know and it's just like it makes it something completely different than any other sport um And that's one of the things we've loved about it growing up. Um, now, look, I, look at look at the Nats. The first the first playoff they were in that last game of that first series, they did everything right offensively. They did everything right. They took the lead early. You had a couple home runs here, a couple home runs there. Someone's storing, catching up, blew it. Yeah, yeah. They you know they they other teams coming back. You get another two runs. Like every time they needed to score to get ahead offensively they did you're in position you're ready you're two outs away in the bottom of the ninth and your lights out closer within within uh, five minutes uh, yeah less than five minutes it just poof it's gone and uh yeah it can turn on a dime and it's um you I, i mean you never ever count out the other team you never ever take for granted the situation you're in and you play it all the way through for um all three outs in an inning because you you never ever know what's going to happen yeah um so you know it was rough game for the astros but we're still going to go through and give them an mvp and if we can a grinder um but my mvp for them are their two and three hitters Jose Altuve and Michael Brantley. Um, Altuve got on base four out of five times tonight. Yep. The uh, Brantley got on and scored the – he scored in the first uh, inning, got on his second at-bat, but his other three at-bats that he didn't – or two at-bats that didn't – you know, he got out, but he worked the count. He made Strasburg – work you know and he they weren't easy at bats he was working that uh the ball fouling off pitches um but those are the two spots in their lineup that are you know that have been consistent these past two games um so those those were my mvps despite uh even though bregman hit the home run that's all he did um 
offensively the rest of the game. Yeah. And then the grinder, I, I guess you got to give it to Verlander. I mean, it shows four runs, but, you know, it's because of the whole you leave runner stranded and you're up to whatever the reliever does after you. And Presley allowed two of those or, you know, another one of those four uh, in. But, I mean, Verlander was there to win, too. And like I said earlier, he and Strasburg pretty much had the same line. Yeah, I I think he's definitely my grinder for the Astros for tonight. Um, I mean, he's got history in the postseason, right? This was, what, his sixth start in the postseason. And and throughout any World Series appearances, he is winless. Yeah, they said he's had no decision in all of his starts. Isn't that crazy? See, this is like, not to take a, a... go off on a tangent here but this is like another weird thing about baseball right you have guys that are these no question you know borderline first ballot hall of fame guys like verlander and kershaw and yet when you look at the postseason yeah kershaw like they just don't come through and it's not that they don't do their job it's just the win hasn't ended up in their column and uh verlander i think I'm going to give him the grinder spot because knowing his history, knowing that, you know, Houston won their world series despite his performance um, in those, in that series where he didn't, he didn't get the win. Um, And despite getting rocked in, in a few of those games, like he did a good showing tonight. Him and Strasburg both, they got the, you know, they did what the guys did sort of in game one. They got the cobwebs uh, shaken off in the early innings, and then they just went to work and uh, shut everything down. He did go deep into the game. Um, just when he, you know, the, you can't stop a team when they're on fire. And at that point, I don't put it so much on the pitcher as much as I do on the coach to make the adjustments to get the right pitchers in front of the batters to stop the bleeding. And um, in the case of the Nationals and the Astros tonight, um, Houston, I, I don't, I think they were in a position in that seventh inning and certainly in the eighth where they couldn't change pitchers fast enough to stop the bleeding. Yeah. And, uh, and they just, you know, they just paid the, paid the price for it. Um, so that was interesting to see for MVP for Houston. I'm going to give it to Altuve. This guy is a baller. Um, you know, for, for a guy who is hitting a number two spot, um, very unassuming, um, Mm -hmm. in terms of, you know, when compared to the prowess that some of the other guys have at the plate, this guy, man, he, he kills it. When you need a hit, he comes through. When you need a, uh, a threat on base, this guy comes through. Um, he is not at all an easy out for uh, the pitchers, and he is having a heck of a postseason. I would not be surprised if he continues to to grind for the rest of the series. So I'm, I'm going to put him there. A very, very close um, second, I'm going to put uh, – who is their guy? Went one for four tonight. Um, their big bat outfielder. Um, the outfielder. 
Is it Bergman? You might be talking about Brantley. Brantley. Gotcha. Yeah, same ones. Yeah, he's um he's our left fielder. So the left and he, and, and he and he was a prior World Series MVP, right? Uh I don't know. I'd have to check. Do I have the right one? Maybe maybe I'm thinking of the wrong guy. Um, he'd be a pretty close second. He is he has the potential to really blow open the game at any time he goes to the plate. I think you're talking about Springer. 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 Yes, that's what I'm talking about. The leadoff hitter. Uh, yes. This guy Yeah. Th- th- this guy is uh is a danger every time he steps up to the plate. Um and he's got such, he has what looks to be like such easy power that, you know, if you sleep on him, he's going to make you pay. And um It'll be neat to see what he does over the next couple of games here. But um, I think the Astros are going to stop. I think they're going to take a breather. I think they're going to regroup. Um, who's their game three starter? It's Granky. And Granky, <sighs> they said, which this I'm always superstitious about this stuff, but he's 0-2 with a 6.43 ERA this postseason. He has, I mean, he started with the Royals. He was with them for years, and I, I think he's hopped through a few teams since then. Um, maybe the Diamondbacks before getting here. They acquired him this season. Um, but he's, they're, they're only um, three deep on their starting pitching. And it's possible that he could break out of this funk. It's just that's the that's the question with him. You do. I think so. I I mean, look, I I think this is still going to be. To be honest, I think every one of these games is going to be more of what we've already seen. I think you're going to see these guys going five, six innings, with the starters, with minimal offense, through the first two thirds of the game, and then it's going to become who's going to break out first, or who's going to capitalize with runners on base, or who's going to make runs happen. The the part where I would give the Astros the edge is if they get a guy on base, they can steal. And I think they can do it better than the Nationals can. Kurt is good behind the plate at blocking the ball. I don't know that he has the better arm to yeah, get guys out when they steal towards second or certainly when they steal towards third. Um, so I could see them trying to manufacture runs. I could see them trying to lay down some bunts. Um, to force somebody like Rendon to have to make a play or to, to force somebody even like Zimmerman um, to maybe have to make a play on the ball. Um, so I could see that being a thing. I could see them being very aggressive on the base, base pass. And they're still going to have their threats here and there to potentially send the ball deep. Um, yeah, Joe Buck that said set, that they were – uh, one of the best teams with runners in scoring position and the whole, not the whole reason, but a big reason why they haven't been successful is because they haven't gotten runners on the base. Yeah. And that's why I think a guy like Altuve is dangerous because he gets on base and all of a sudden things start happening. Um, So this, this is going to be fun to watch. I, I think it's going to be a hell of a matchup between Grinky and, uh, and Sanchez. I, I want to give, Based on the performance in this postseason, I want to give the edge a little bit more to Sanchez. Right. Um, to potentially but he hasn't thrown big. since that game. He hasn't thrown. That's right. It's been 
several days since he's thrown. Um, but we'll see. I, I think he's he's a baller. I think he's going to show up. I think he's going to be ready to throw. I think he's going to be a little rested. And I think um, what I am hoping for, man, I want everybody who placed a bet in Vegas that this was going to be over in four. I want them to have to eat so much crow at the end of it, um, regardless of what happens. Because on paper, there is one in my mind, there was absolutely no reason whatsoever for anything to be heavily favored towards Houston based on the performance in the postseason. Yes, the Nats had had some lucky breaks. Um, Yes, um, they had had their question marks coming out of the regular season. But looking at who they beat to get to the World Series and how they beat them, I thought it was insanely unfair for them to get so widely disparaged as an underdog team. And I think there's a lot of people who are second-guessing that move right now. So I wouldn't be surprised to see those odds change um, over the weekend. What I'm shooting myself in the foot is the – Four though is that I was in Vegas and I could have put money down on the Nats, dude. I but that you know I, I we don't do advice. that. And <laughs> I know, but here, but here's my thing. I I should have taken my own advice because I had said to myself years ago, you know what? Let me take, I don't know, something I can live with getting you know getting rid of right, like fifty bucks. Let me take fifty bucks and put it on a team at the beginning of the season to win. Yeah. 50 bucks is nothing in the course of a year. But if you take a team like the Nats that was effectively last like that, and you see the odds become what they are, and to then see them go this far, and you put them in and they make the World Series, holy crap, dude. I, I could have had a hell of a payout <laughs> at that amount. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, much less had I picked the Blues to win the Stanley Cup last year. Oh, God. <laughs> like, can you imagine that one? Yeah. Um, but in any case, man, this, this is exciting. I am super excited about what's happening right now. I think the Nats are feeling good. I hope they ride that wave. I think they've kept – they've done a great job of keeping everything in control. Um, to your point about how things could turn on a dime, I think it's helpful that um, – Rendon has been in a couple series with the Nats and hasn't had it go his way. I think it's helpful that you have a guy like Zimmerman mm-hmm. who's yeah. been in all of them and he's seen it go from being right there to disappearing. Yeah. He's not taking it for granted. And I'm pretty sure given some of the other vets who've come from these other teams, Los Viejos. Um, hey, I, I think, <laughs> I, I think those guys are bringing a ton of knowledge to the table and that's keeping guys like Soto um, and some of these un- other younger guys who have never really been in this position, I think it's keeping them calm, keeping them focused, and I, I feel good about the vibe. And um, I don't know, man. I, I'm anxious to see what happens here over the weekend. I really am. Can't wait for game three. Yeah, it's going to be super exciting in the area. I mean, they there's always something going on in D.C., uh, every weekend there's something even this weekend you've got the marine corps marathon so there's going to be road shut down for that there's going to be road shut down around uh dc just because the series is going on so it's going to be even more of a mess but <laughs> it's going to be 
just an amazing atmosphere. It's a first World Series in D.C., not for this franchise, but just at all since 1933 when the Senators played the New York Giants. Yep. Um, and, I mean, it's just... MVP, I believe, was Walter Johnson. Yeah, I think so. And then, but even then, like, you're coming off uh, how electric the the city was with the Caps winning the Stanley mm-hmm. Cup. Um, well, and it, now the uh, and now the Mystics winning the uh, yeah the Mystics won the WNBA WNBA shit. What like yep. less than a month ago? Yep. So I mean, it's it's gonna be an awesome time. Um, I will keep driving it home until the final out of the fourth game. Um, it's not over. Uh, the like we talked about with the Yankees in '96, it also happened with the. Uh, it, ha- it happened with the Braves. What wasn't it? The Braves the year before against the Twins. Ninety uh, like no, those went seven, and that was every single home. Every single game was won by the home team. Yeah, um, but point being was they were an out away. Yeah, they were an out away from winning the World Series and one pitch. Yeah, one pitch and Kirby Puckett and forget it. <laughs> yeah, I know. I think they said the '86 Mets and the '85 Royals also came back. Yep. Um, from two down. So I mean, it's happened. It's possible. Hey, even being up three zero, you can lose a series. It's happened one they time. Didn't the Red out, Sox. Yep. I mean. The stat is 36 out of 37 times you're going to win the World Series if you're up yeah. 3-0. That one time, those freaking Red Sox. Now, granted, that was in the that was in the ALCS. That was still it's a that series. Wasn't the World Series. It was a seven yes. game series. That's right. And you know, sorry if this is coming through and blowing people's ears out, but <laughs> freaking a. <laughs> <laughs> they who? What did they beat? They swept the Cardinals. Uh, after I, after they beat the Yankees, right? Yeah, it was think, Albert Pujols so. and the I Cardinals so. that they beat. I think yeah. so, yeah. But uh, uh, was, anyway, that was such a it is season. never over until you get twenty seven outs. Yep. So, with that, congratulations! Another win. You're one step closer. We got another the game. curly W in the books. Yep, another curly dub. Bang zoom. Go to fireworks. <laughs> I I wish I could get the feed of the uh, of Charlie Slows and Dave Jack. Dude, you and me both. Let me let me before we go here. Let me make a small tell a small story here. I was in another location earlier tonight when the game started, so I'm listening <clears throat> on satellite radio. They're broadcasting the game on ESPN. Okay, uh, so, this, so look, this is the World Series. Okay? Yeah, this is, who this did they not, have? This I, I couldn't even tell you. It was um. Is it is it is it Buster? Busteroni? Is he do? Is he one of the? He usually think... did like field stuff. He's like a Tom Verducci, Ken Rosenthal kind of guy. Uh, I don't know if it was Buster or one of the other guys, but in any case, you know, you would think for the big time radio broadcast of the World Series that they would have a level talent in the booth at ESPN. <laughs> okay. And the reason I say this is for, is for one reason, one reason only. They go off on a tangent. I think this was about the third inning. 
they start going off on a tangent. And what, what piqued my interest with this was one of the first things they say is one of the guys makes the, you know, shortens the Nationals name and says Nats, which anybody who's followed this team over the last 15 years, okay, knows that that has been adopted as a perfectly acceptable uh, uh, shortening of the Nationals team name. They get yeah. referred to as the Nats all the time. Yeah. The crowd says, let's go Nats. And Natitude. Natitude is a thing, right? So, so here's, here's the thing. The lead commentator, who my supposition is that he's A, Canadian, and then B, um, obviously not in touch with National League teams, um, goes off on a tangent about is, is Nats appropriate? Is that a thing, or or is it? Do we do we call them something else? And this goes on for like five minutes. They have this conversation about whether or not mm-hmm. Nats is appropriate, and then this turns into a whole other bit about how he really wishes they would wear the Expos jersey just for one game during the World Series, and then to which I say, hell, the like to the hell no, um, Expos aren't getting Jack like that ship sailed a long time ago yeah and then this divulges into a third point that got me all (laughs) fired up where some other jackass on the broadcast pipes in with his two cents of here's my fun fact guys you know when they announced the nationals back in 2004 you know people in dc weren't even wearing the right gear they were wearing you know gear from a whole other team and he neglects to mention that first of all it was the senators and also neglects to mention that part of the reason why they wore that gear was because they were so damn excited to say baseball is back in DC. So uh, they were just jackasses. Yeah, it was jackasses uh, on the broadcast. And I couldn't wait. I could not wait (laughs) until I was far enough down the interstate to where the local station was in reach on the radio. And I could pick up the broadcast from one of six, seven, the fan because uh, WJFK, by the way, because they have the best radio color guys I've ever heard of any major league team that I've followed. And um, yeah, Charlie Slows and Dave Jagler and Keith. Actually, it says here that they were available on channel 177 of Sirius XM radio. Well, now I know for next time because th- th- this I can't I can't take it. Yeah, I can't take it was it uh, ESPN radio. Anyway. Dan Shulman, Chris Singleton and Buster Olney. Jackass, jackass, and dumbass is what I'm going to call them because <laughs> Buster knows better for one. The he other does. two, I don't know who the hell they are. But um, Singleton was... used to be an outfielder, <sighs> and Shulman's one. You know, he's the regular uh, call guy for uh, just a bunch of different stuff. But yeah, yeah. Well, I was highly disappointed in their product. Well, Keith, if you'd have listened to MLB International, you would have had Matt Vasgersian and Buck Martinez. I could, I could, I could listen to Buck Martinez. Buck's got good stuff. <laughs> but anyway, um, yeah. And the reason I love listening to them, especially uh, is it Charlie? Is is Charlie the older gentleman of the? Of the you know, two? I can never. I couldn't tell you. It's. Their voices are just so dynamic. It must be Charlie because Char- Charlie was the one who made the the summoner call um, on the Jason Worth home run way back when. That's got, yeah, that's Charlie. Um, he has got a voice that reminds me so much of Vin Scully, 
And I think that's what I like so much about the broadcast because I, you know, growing up listening to like the 88 series with the Dodgers and the, uh, or was the 88? No, 88 was, 80, uh, 88 was, maybe uh, I think it was 87. 87 was the Dodgers. 88 was like, you know, uh, the A's and, uh, uh, the Giants. Yeah. But, um, but like the Kirk Gibson home run, you hear Vin Scully calling that one. Um, no, that was 88. You're right. 89 was San Fran and Oakland. Okay. So I was a year off, but, um, yeah, to hear his voice all those years covering the world series on television, um, man, he, he just had a voice that was perfect for baseball. And Charlie comes really close to kind of emulating Vince Scully in uh, in that regard. And so it's um, I always appreciate their play by play. I'm grateful um, and excited that they get to actually call uh, some World Series games oh, here for the Nats. I, um, I I I would love a picture or something, just something with them in the booth calling the first game. In the, of the World Series in Nats Park, like oh yeah, they they play them. What's awesome is they in the stadium is they pipe them through the speakers on the concourse when you're going out yep. getting your food and all that. So you, that's who you hear. And even though they have TVs up, that's who you hear. And uh, yep. they're just they they're really good. Um, they're really good commentators. I can't add anything else, but they're good. Yeah. All right, yeah. so jackass, jackass, and dumbass, <laughs> get them off the air. Uh, <laughs> anyway, yeah, on to game three. On to game three. Bringing it to DC. This town's going to be super excited. I'm going to be super excited. I know where I'm going to be Friday night, glued to my television, and um, man, this is going to be fun. And I'm and I'm going to say it now, Jay. If if we get to a spot where there is a game six, I think I am going to commit to going down to Nats Park to watch and Ooh. you know to watch the game. Yeah, I think I think I'm going to commit to do that. I'm going to commit to the misery of you taking think the metro. You're going to commit going to the park, <laughs> going to the park, and, and it's be, and mind you, it's because it's a free game. <laughs> that's true, but it's the headache, it's the getting there, the being late, the all that. But that's the those are the sacrifices that you're willing to make. It's the, it's, you know, that's the least sacrifice I could make for, <laughs> for my team, I think, would be to, to hop on the train, go down to Nats Park, watch a free game on the big screen with, you know, a couple dozen other schmoes who decide to go do the same. Right. Because <laughs> if it's raining, you know nobody's going to show up. Apparently, yeah, that's, <laughs> the, it was a very small crowd. Uh yesterday but also who everybody who was there looked well miserable. it was also pouring yesterday i mean i can't say i blame anybody yeah for uh, a going. poncho can hold but so much water off of you i think um, a poncho holds no water <laughs> it's like it's like showering with a rain cap on the rest of you get is red, getting wet yeah <laughs> oh my goodness all right anyway well with that we'll let everybody go we're looking forward to game three Thanks for listening, and we'll check in next time. Go Nats. Go Nats. Thanks for listening, guys.